0: top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo Privacy Simplified, and this hour is being brought to you by TheBarbecueAuthority.com, Chicagoland's number one barbecue shop. Ray, let's go.
1: Lawrence Holmes, noon to two, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Can
2: you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
0: Coming up in about 15 minutes, Jason Goff is going to join me to talk about the Bulls win in Milwaukee, evening the series at one apiece. One of my favorite people in media in Chicago is Jeffrey Bear, and I love that he like comes on this show. Whether you're talking about all of the different ways that he's toured around Chicago and taught us about Chicago... Or the venture that he started last year with the Great Chicago Quiz Show. It's always a fun time with Jeffrey Bear. The Great Chicago Quiz Show returns tonight on WTTW. And Jeffrey joins you on the Circus Resort and Casino Hotline. Circus Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Jeffrey, how are you, sir?
1: Well, I'm great. I'm just great. I, I hope we're going to have contestants this year as good as uh, our stellar contestant last year, whom I'm speaking to right now.
0: Yes, yes. I, I thought that I didn't embarrass my family, which was the thing that I was most concerned about <laughs> on going on the Great Chicago Quiz Show. So, So what's new with the Great Chicago Quiz Show this year?
1: Well, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's certainly the same idea where we have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like a game show host. I got my whole game show host, you know, outfit on with the pocket square and everything. And I'm in the studio at WTTW and, you know, we, 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 it's a trivia show. It's a Chicago trivia show. Uh, and the contestants are uh, a mixture of of local celebrities like you. Uh, we have Bill Curtis on this year. The um, ca- ca- jazz uh, great Kurt Elling is one of our contestants this year. Um, I don't know if you know Tanika Johnson. She created the Folded Map Project. I do. Uh, she's kind of a social justice artist. She comes on the show. Uh, and then we have just a variety of, um, you know, everyday Chicagoans uh, kind of showing what they know, of, trying to answer trivia questions about uh Chicago. And then also this year, I think you probably also know Sherman Dilla Thomas. Uh, he's, uh, he's this TikTok historian. Uh, you know, he has, does these wonderful, like, really viral TikTok videos. Uh, yeah, I, I, saw a, on TikTok.
0: I saw a picture with you and him, and I was like, oh, no, they didn't invite Sherman on the show. He knows everything. <laughs> he's going to get every well, answer right.
1: No, interestingly, last year, before anybody had heard of him, I'm going to claim that we discovered him. Last year, he auditioned, uh, sent a little audition video, and he was one of our contestants. So this year, now that he's, like, a big deal, um, he comes on the show once a week and asks a Sherman uh, Dilla question uh, to our contestants. So one question every week is posed uh, by Dilla, and and you get his perspective on Chicago history.
0: Oh, man, I think that's great because he's – uh, he's done such a great job and and it's it's perfect that you two would be together on a show because both of your loves for the city like come through in the content that you share so having the two of you th- kind of doing this thing like tag teaming it i think is a lot of fun
1: well thanks i hope so i hope it comes across that way he's a, he's a great addition to the show and and to the city
0: so okay, so you've got Bill Curtis on the show and that 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 adds some gravitas. Obviously you got Dilla on the show which which is dope. Did you make it even more difficult this year, Jeffrey? <laughs> now, did you think it was difficult last year? Uh, look, I I am someone that I, I mean I literally have a degree in history and I love <laughs> Chicago history, but there were moments where I was like, Man, they really dug deep for some of these questions. Mm. I think the questions are good enough that they're fun, but but yes, I do think that it's difficult in a good way. Ah, all right. Well
1: I I mean I don't think we we tried hard to make them more difficult this year. I, I think my I, I think we try to strike a balance with we throw a few a few softballs in there, you know, what's what's zero zero on the Chicago, you know, street grid. You know, most Chicagoans better know that one, um, but uh, you know things like that. But but, uh, or what's the longest street in Chicago? You know, I think most people know it's Western Avenue. Oops, shouldn't have given that away. Um, but uh, you know, we, um, we, you know, the other thing I like to do is is just surprising things, like like history that you just never heard of. And in fact, when I come across questions that I never heard of or or, or, or facts. Uh, I, I love to throw those in there because I think the show is kind of part comedy. You know, it's a lot of laughs with, with the various contestants. Um, but it's also a, like a like a, any good teacher, it's like a fun way to learn, you know. So I hope people will come away surprised by learning something.
0: When you finished the first season of The Great Chicago Quiz Show, which is back tonight, by the way, at 8 p.m. on WTTW and the PBS video app, when you were done with it, did you go, man, this was. This was a better idea than even I thought it would be
1: <laughs> uh, I knew it was a good idea actually uh, and and uh, and we I think we were proven right i I mean the, the company obviously has uh, has green lit uh, a second season which as you said debuts tonight and it's it's more this year we have six episodes this year last year was only four um, I think from all the years I've been doing this on WTtW you know what I what I feel from people is they just love to learn about chicago history they they love you know i can't tell you how many people you know come up to me on the street and they're like ah i never knew that walk by that building all, every day and i never knew this or that fact you know and so i i just sensed that there was a real appetite for this out there and uh, and i think we were proven right
0: when when you've done all of the shows about chicago and, and surrounding chicago how how much has the drone technology changed the way that you can help tell the story?
1: Immensely, um, you, you know. It used to be that uh, if you wanted aerial footage, you had to rent a helicopter, and um, and that's very expensive. Not that drone photography is cheap, but it's it's very expensive. And the other thing about a helicopter is you know, you still have to stay reasonably high up in the air and sort of zoom in with the camera. You know, a drone just can go almost anywhere. Uh, and and we did a, a program um, earlier this year, actually a sequel to one we did last year, called. Uh, this one was called Beyond Chicago from the Air. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went all around the state of Illinois and Wisconsin, Indiana, and, and I, I'm thinking about this one shot where it, there are these... Um, rocky kind of cliffs overlooking the mississippi river uh, mississippi palisade state park and we arranged to have these rock climbers on the rocks and this drone is just like zooming all around these rock climbers going in between like cracks in the rock where the rock climbers are and um you know so you can do those kinds of really fun things and you can just, you know, it is a lot less expensive and easier to deploy than a helicopter. So there are so many times that you'd love to have that aerial perspective because you learn things um, from an aerial perspective just by seeing the lay of the land. And you you wouldn't, you know, rent a helicopter for one shot. Uh, but But we can do it now.
0: Obviously, you've like dug through the history of Chicago and you've shown us incredible man-made and and god-made features of this city is there anything now that you're like i want to go back and and explore deeper considering all the time that that you've put into telling us about what lives on the river and really exploring Mm -hmm. these neighborhoods is there anything that you say we could probably pick one thing and 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 dive deep into that history of that thing
1: i kind of have two thoughts about that one is that chicago is such a dynamic place that um, you know our shows particularly the ones that are like a tour like me on the i, I did this river tour show it was actually the first show i did on wttw in 1995 um, after three, four, five years, you know, we re- rerun the shows. You just can't run it anymore because so many buildings have been built or torn down, the river walk, whatever things have changed. And so, a number of our shows, we've actually gone back and remade the river. We've re- remade the river tour three times, twice. So there, there have been three river tours over the last thirty years, about every ten years, I guess. Um, the other thing, though, is I do get. People are, aw- you know, I I love suggestions from people. Sometimes the trouble is that it's it's broadcasting, it's television, uh, and and internet, and and so you want to appeal to a wide audience, right? So I I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, you ought to do the streetcar history of Chicago, you know, and I'm a streetcar geek and a train geek, but that's a small audience you know what i mean i could dive into an hour on streetcars, and and a a very small number of people would be totally passionate about that but i think the rest of the people would be changing the channel so we always have to strike that balance
0: yeah and, and i think that you do a great job i feel like today would be a good day to go on a river tour jeffrey
1: now, oh yeah, beautiful day today. Well, I'm a, you know, I am still a docent, a tour guide for the Chicago Architecture Center and uh we've got our tours cranked up again for the season. I think we just started 2 weeks ago maybe and some of those docents have been really braving some miserable weather out there on the river, so I think we're all excited about uh, the the good weather and getting out on the river.
0: It's interesting because I feel like that's a that's a completely touristy thing to do. But I also think that every Chicagoan should do it.
1: You are so right, and and I have to say when I, I I don't give a lot of tours, but when I'm on the boat, you know I always get a show of hands who's from you know where, and it's always very few Chicagoans on the boat. Uh, you, you know usually it's only like a Chicagoan if they've got a visitor from out of town and they're taking them on the tour, and they always come up to me afterwards and say, "Wow." why didn't I do this before? You know, it's amazing. So, uh, yeah. And the same thing is true of, you know, all of our great cultural attractions, museums and things you tend to go when you've got a visitor from out of town, um, or maybe when your kids were little, um, but you could, you could go anytime.
0: Jeffrey bears, our guest. WTTW, the great Chicago quiz show is back tonight on WTTW at 8 PM. And you can stream it on the PBS app, I think that all of the series of stuff that Jeffrey's done has been terrific. It's, it's, it's a good learning experience, too, if you want to go on to the website or the app and just sit down and learn something that doesn't feel like learning. That is the best type of education that one can get. Jeffrey, good luck with this year's quiz show. I'll be watching, and thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. This is Jeffrey Bear. He's a good man. If you haven't seen Chicago by air or Chicago by L, oh, and that thing that Beyond Chicago that he did with the drones, amazing television. And I was on the quiz show last year, Ray, I don't even know if you knew this. I, was, I, I knew about it. I was on with, with Lupe Fiasco. I mean, we weren't together because, you know, you weren't supposed to be in rooms with people back then. But we were on the same show. And I was, when they told me that Lupe was on my episode, I got super excited. It's like, I'm a huge Lupe fan. This is great. And I did not embarrass my family, I think. We'll see who embarrasses their family tonight, 8 p.m. on Channel 11. Jason Goff is going to join me coming up in the next segment. And we are going to get back to talking about the Bulls. In fact, I want to hear from Billy Donovan real quick because he said something interesting about. What the Bulls took from game one and applied to game two. I thought the week of preparation coming into, you know, the first two games here was really good. I thought we made coming out of game one, you know, I think it was one of those games, you know, everybody thought maybe it was a hard to score points, turnovers, missed shots, low shooting percentages. Maybe it was a week off, maybe it was both teams' defenses, teams just didn't shoot the ball well but I just thought we made so many mistakes in the coverages that you're talking about now, where I thought we cleaned up some things coming out of game one and we kind of were a little bit more on a string and we executed a little bit better. And at least to start the game, I thought we were somewhat disruptive. You know, we generated some turnovers and got some steals and we're able to get on the break and kind of get off to a good start. Unlike game one, we got off to a great start. They got off to a good start. They started the game nine, nothing, but they kept that intensity throughout the game. And that was kind of the incredible part that, you, you're able to play that high of a level of defense against a player that, like I said to Dan earlier, Giannis' numbers were 33-18-9. and nine. And if you just looked at the box score, you'd be like, man, Giannis dominated them. He also was completely out of control and he looked frustrated and that's weird on a night when a guy has 33 18 and 9 that you could even say he looked like he might be out of control but he was and that is a a big portion of that is because the bulls did a good job of running different bodies at him at different times i was the the most like basketbally thing that i was impressed with in last night's game was how the Bulls did an effective job of boxing out. That, to me, was incredible. So I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, Jason Goff is going to join me, and we are going to break it all down. Do the Bulls have a chance to win this series? JG is going to tell you about that next here on The Score. Yo, Holmes!
1: Lawrence Holmes. Holmes runs it really well. Noon to two. Holmes, doing what Holmes does. On Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yo, Holmes! And 670thescore.com. An Odyssey Station.
2: I looked at all my missed shots from game one. I mean, most of them shots. My shots. You know, um, I was in here last night shooting, just getting my rhythm. Um, it just got to my spots, you know, and just understanding. No, I never let a miss. You know, deter me from taking my next jump shot and not being aggressive. You know, I just, I just knew. You know, um, I just knew what was going to happen.
0: People know when they hear that J Electronica that the ratings are about to go up.
2: Nah, that's, that's, that can't be true. Because
0: that means that Jason Goff is in the building, y'all.
2: Yo, this is. These kinds of buildups, uh, always, always... Uh, this is like when you walk into the spot and, like, um, you know, the DJ, whoever it is, Jay or Commander or anybody out there, Sean Mack, you walk in and they say, what's up, or whatever. They say your name over the, over the PA. You feel like the man for two seconds, and now you got to walk around the club with that pressure for the rest of the night. People don't know that pressure. That's the pressure that Lawrence brings you in with, right? This is the... Third market in the country, blowtorch, you know what I mean? <laughs> you understand? Like, like this is not a playground. This isn't where people come and mess around at. This is where hard hitting sports entertainment comes out, blasts through the holes of your speakers and hits you in the head. And then he obviously doesn't understand that maybe your boy ain't in game shape like that. Maybe you should kinda do like a barnstorming thing instead of coming in saying immediately how I'm gonna boost his ratings. You feel me? Like, that's a lot of pressure, right? And I'm looking at Ray right now because I can't look at Lawrence because his segment has already been sabotaged.
0: Here's how I look at it. (laughs) First of all, you can't tell me that you didn't walk in here in game shape because I watched the pre and post game Uh, show last night and you was out here looking like money.
2: I had, don't, no, no, no. We're not going to start. Are you wearing green again? Is that. Listen, man. Listen.
0: Jay, didn't Listen. you learn last Listen. night? Oh no. He's starting this. I just realized I I have set you up. See how and, and, and I'm so sorry about this. I forgot about this. What's that? You know who's sitting because Parkins is on paternity leave. You oh, know who's yeah, sitting there for yeah,
2: okay, okay.
0: Who's that? Anthony Heron.
2: Oh, what the yo, I'm out.
0: <laughs> I just saw I'm him out. in the hallway. I'm out.
2: I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I just talked to Lisa Byington on the pod the other night about our, you know familiarity for Anthony Heron. She has some kind of love for him. She knows my disdain for the man, Yeah, you no, know, top to bottom. But yeah, man, you know, I'm out. I'm out. i no, l- no, you... let this be the Heron and, and, and Holmes situation. No, again. you, uh, you know I, I, mean? I, I'll need to talk to him during
0: football season. <laughs> I need to talk to you right now. Jason Goff is the host of NBC Sports Chicago. <laughs> Bulls pre and post game and yeah. halftime. He goes in there, he tap dances and gets everyone. Take in- it easy, Jesus Christ! No, not like
2: that. Like, how, wait, how is this segment starting right now? <laughs> Can someone tell me? Have I missed? Have I missed something? Did me Are me and Lawrence at odds no! now? Is this Is this what this is? I'm talking this man, about. Introduce like- me and says that I tap dance on television. Well, you don't you fa- like you. You can't. Understand how the haters, both white and black alike, are going to take that and and and, you know spin it on his head. All right, let me now I got to punch people in the face when they come up to. Hey, man, love the tap dance that you do on NBC. I mean, what are we doing out here? You're right. I apologize. Damn, Jason does a great job setting me up for the summer. Of
0: bridging the gap
2: between. <laughs> hey, listen to that that marketing talk right there. That's that's how you know a man is media trained. Bridging the gap. You bridging the I mean? gap between. That's like people like we halves. should link and build. You know what I mean? We should link up sometimes. Yeah. Have you seen that? I
0: forget what <laughs> what company it is. But have you seen that that commercial where the dude gets all dressed up and then drives his truck to brunch and he's got on his fancy hat. Yeah. And he's like his brunch hat.
2: And I'm like. Yeah all right that's enough
1: <laughs>
2: well you know i'm not commenting on anybody's clothing because and if you've noticed i don't really comment like kendall or will we'll talk about kyle kuzma's fits
0: or it's usually adam Amin and stacy that are, that are getting after you yeah that's but, usually what's th-
2: happening but, my guys like you know adam feels me on a different level because we're kind of you know similar in 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 age and And approach and 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 yeah and And style and and style right like the older heads i can dig it if they don't feel it but this is the thing when it comes to the clothes that i wear on television right i didn't expect to have this job three years ago you feel me Uh, yeah right so what i've been doing is just wear the stuff that i normally wear you feel me like if i go outside and I got to jazz it up a little bit. I'm going I'm to throw a little spice in the game. If I got to, if somebody, you know, somebody passes, I'm not wearing the, the pink suit. You feel me? So you have to have a range. And what I am, what I am no longer going to, to be a part of is sit and listen or read the, the, the off the rack Roy's who keep on jumping oh, oh. in my direct mentions. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we're not doing this the same for a reason, you know, and it's cool because I don't come down to wherever you call work and talk about your cutoff tee or you know get mad at your triple X jogging suit. Like it's you know everybody wears what's comfortable for them. So the 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 privilege behind someone thinking that they could hit me up on Twitter or anywhere else and say how dare you? First of all, the colors that that that. I don't usually come from my son or me. Like we usually, hey, hey, little buddy, what you want me to wear tonight? Messing around. It's kind of like my little salute to him, right? But come on, man. My peers, I walked in. Pat Boyle was like, yeah, that's a playoff suit. Let's get it. Pat Boyle is saying this. But you got apparently people from all around this area right like if my peers are cool my colleagues are cool my loved ones are cool my friends are cool you really think that i am going to sit here and and look at your face and your avatar knowing damn well Which that that face sunglasses. probably doesn't have more than a few suits to spare and, and and sit here and take it in and, and and let it hit home. Like I laugh at it. How then, many Oakleys do they have? Oh, the whole—they the, run the gamut. You know, they got the Auburn tent. <laughs> they got the the iridescent tent. They definitely have the camo. Oh, you know it, right? And then and then 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 the ladies come after me. All of a sudden, I'm getting talked down, walked down by ladies talking about I'm wearing Bucks colors. Ma'am, this is money green. Money green. This ain't, this ain't, this, you know what the Bucks wear? Goodland green. Okay. Got to know the difference in your colors out here. And the ladies, oh, you're wearing forest green. Fam, ain't no brothers in the forest. This is money green. I said last night when you <laughs>
0: popped up on the screen, I was like, my man is dressed like money. Thing. Yeah, Ray was like, are, are we going to do
2: a breakdown? <laughs> <No>. Yeah, <laughs> Ray, Ray was like, all right. So this is where Vooch needs to catch the ball in the post. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and man, Pat Will, when you dry, when you got Brooke Lopez on the switch, you got to attack him, baby. Yeah, you come for that. But uh, uh, along with that. You know, it's the, it's the full package. It's good to see you, man. We're sitting far away from each other. I know it's presidential now. And man was like, yo, you sit over there. I'm like, okay. Okay, Lawrence Putin. I see how you're doing. <laughs> you feel me? This man got me at the other end of the longest desk in the city of Chicago. Right? Like, I, I don't know where you've been. So you stay over there. No, so you better be glad I even came in here to do this today. I had to text him like, yo, are you in the studio? You're at the crib? What you doing? He's like, I'm in the studio. You can come. I will let you grace, you know. Nice floor. Would, I mean, I would have let closet. you come to the house. Yeah, no, I know. I'm messing with you.
0: And, I'm and now, you. I'm like, I've actually got the the office set up where that's like a thing because usually it's just enough room for me. Yeah. But I picked up a, a a nice piece that I put in the office. awesome oh, That'll make it comfortable when people actually do come by. Here's that's my. When you
2: know, that's when you know they got money. That's not when, true. When they start calling furniture pieces, that, that's you not know true. What I'm not just a, not just an, an ottoman or a little lounger, a little beanbag. I have a piece. I'm okay? broke as a joke. Hey man, but your bills are paid. That's I t- true. I tell people all the time, you, you can't be broke if your bills are paid. That is the truth. Cannot be broke. You know that means you got another month to live off of whatever it is you consumed. Right. <laughs> it's a
0: big deal. Yeah, man. It, but but no, here's my theory right. on the way that this studio is set up, mm-hmm. and I go through this when tra- when I'm doing transition on the other side of it. I think it's weird when people like we aren't doing a newscast, so the, having the person right next to you, yeah, it feels kind of makes it awkward because of the way that you would have to turn right. Yeah. This yeah. way, I can actually look at my friend while I'm talking to yeah. him.
2: Remember, Drew Hayes told you to turn into each other, not away from each other. Eighty percent to each other, twenty yeah. percent
0: out to the audience. That yeah. I think that was one of his things yeah. before yeah. he started doing the yeah you know hey me hey drew you think i got a shot in this media thing not at all kid (laughs) all right true. aren't you the the last you were the last one right like wasn't that his whole thing you're the last producer that was gonna make it on air
2: no i wasn't supposed to be on air i just kind of bullied my (laughs) way on that joint (laughs) yeah still not supposed to be producers should want to be program directors not on air talent yeah remember the days where you can tell talent what they should and not be yeah 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 it's it's a big pretty world out here for all the talent to go create whatever they want to create yeah how you doing man man i'm doing great to see you why the hell is larry garcia batting third jay i mean i know I, I know i uh-oh he's he's here to talk basketball what is he doing venturing into baseball I, but
0: i'm so what's I'm, happening here i'm so angry about Yesterday's lineup man's in game trying to prove two, a point. he really is, and it, and it did feel like yesterday that yesterday's second game was punitive. Yeah, like you guys didn't play hard in the first mm-hmm. game, so you won't play. All right,
2: He goes the Barons lineup.
0: Yeah, it was it was Sunday morning lineup that that we saw from TLR, and then this morning you wake up and you like. Leori? (laughs) And he's got a hit, and I believe he scored a run in today's game, which is great, Mm -hmm. but it still doesn't. Go
2: put him in the lineup tomorrow. Yes, (laughs) he is, and
0: it doesn't change the fact that he should never have more at-bats in a game than Jose Abreu ever in life.
2: Hey, but you know what? There are times where sports allows you to be happy about your favorite teams and your favorite things, and I don't ever feel like – I, ever again, I'm. I it's not going to be in me to tell any sports fan to be like, "Yo, don't feel good about your team." All right, Bulls fans got a lot to feel good about today because things kind of turned on the air last night. You, you you got Chris Middleton who is now out for this series, seemingly. You got Bobby Portis with an eye abrasion. Now Bobby was on Twitter. Yeah. I was.
0: I think Bobby's going to be in some goggles tomorrow, yeah. and he'll be mad as, You're as hell. Find out
2: if he can see. He, he can be mad all he wants. You'll find out if you can see. That's important. important. Bobby's my man. Like, I did I did some appearances uh, a few years back with Bobby. That's right. I remember Dave you kid. did the appearance, yeah. like, right after yeah. the thing. Yeah. Right after. Right after. Exactly. Uh, him and Antonio Blake. And he, shout out to Tony. But, um, yeah. Yeah, man. Bobby Portis is a very important cog. And if he can't see or if his vision is blurry or if, if he's not, you know, no pun intended, the dead eye from outside that he sometimes can be, especially when he plays against the Bulls, you got two players in their top eight that are out of the rotation or hampered in some way, some shape, or form. Um, I'm not going to tell Bulls fans not to think that the Bulls should win this series going forward. I'm not going to tell them that. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo had 33 points, 18 rebounds, and nine assists after a game where he did not score in the fourth quarter in game one. So he came out ready for war. And what happened? The Bulls walled him up consistently enough, not, not all the way, but consistently enough to make him do some things and feel some ways that he felt and and, and we saw before he was 50-point Game 7 elimination World Champion Finals MVP Giannis. I wanted like to Giannis. ask you about that. They looked a lot like the Bucks before uh, Drew Holiday got there last night.
0: Because what's crazy, I was talking about this earlier on the show, 33-18-9 for yeah. Giannis in the game. Terrific. To, and if you just looked at the box score, you'd be like, man, Giannis dominated this game. But inside of the game, I felt that there were a bunch of possessions where he was out of control. Mm-hmm. And it hurt Milwaukee that he was out of control. And the Bulls did a good job of frustrating him and making him play
2: like he was out of control. Yeah, he's um his measurables are... Fantastic. So when you get a guy who can, with two steps and a dribble, get from the arc to the paint, you got to stop that before it starts. And you know we always talk about offensive players, especially post players doing their work early and getting guys rooted right there in the paint, bracing down to your spot, beating the guy to the spot and, and anchoring. You got to do your work early against Giannis every single time. And it can't, and when it does slip a little bit, it's only on the fact that you have. You, it's not being um, emphasized enough in your mind because Billy Donovan is saying it. The rest of the team is saying it. It's up to Alex Caruso, um, Patrick Williams, <clears throat> Vooch. Like there has to be uh, a second line of defense every time he is driving to the basket or before he even gets the ball. You got to wall him up, and when you wall him up, that euro step and that spin move—the counter to his euro step those two moves become a little less effective. And when they become a little less effective, that man takes mid-range jump shots and three-pointers with uh, a totally different confidence level when he's not allowed to drive. When he has to settle for mid-range shots, like mid-range shots to him are like punting. When he has to settle for that, it's, it's like throwing a sign down and a pitcher not wanting to throw that pitch and, and, and throwing it with less conviction – That sign that he has been getting the possessions before any mid-range or any three-point shot, you could tell if it's it's out of um, anxiety, frustration, confusion in the offense, whatever the case may be. But he tries to insert himself every three possessions or so. And when it comes where the rhythm is off and he has to now take a mid-range jump shot or he has to take a three-point shot just to insert himself into the game, that's when you got him. And I don't give a damn how many points he scores when it comes down to it in those moments. If you keep that thing close and you, you stay locked into your defensive principles, teams have eliminated Giannis with this defense. It's just how long can you play this defense without lapses, without gambling, without, um, without expecting fouls, too. And That's, it makes uh, it
0: easier if Middleton is not there to kind of be 100%. the release valve on the outside yeah. of, of what it is that they want to do. How good of a job defensively did Alex
2: Caruso do last night? He was outstanding. He was amazing. And I don't think it was only Alex Caruso uh who took a lot out of Giannis down the stretch there. I think it was DeMar DeRozan knocking him down every it, you know DeMar DeRozan was 8 of 9 against Giannis Antetokounmpo as a primary defender last night. The only time he missed a shot was the one shot that Giannis blocked. The it, shot that Giannis blocked jamar got 16 points on Any Anytime I see these superstar NBA players, and I always wonder, it's like Doug, back in the day when Doug was like, why aren't they chunking the tight end at the line of scrimmage? You got to beat them up. Why are these free releases happening? I, I have the same level of, of, of frustration when I see these star premier scores, right? Superstars that got to carry a team not being challenged on the defensive end. Like Trey Young can dance around all day long for 82 games and, and a playoff series of two against teams is not gonna make him work. Go out there against the Miami Heat and see what happened. are gonna make you work. We're gonna make you be the the same brash, you know, confident dude on that end, on this end. And when it comes to Giannis, making him work a little bit, you see the difference. You see the lift at the end of the game. I mean, Kendall and Will, those dudes got 30-some-odd years of combined NBA experience, right? They know when guys are tired. And it's not a knock on a guy. It's not a guy you know, saying, He's this guy's out of shape, all that. Giannis Antetokounmpo was, was – he had some heavy legs at the end of that game. He did. And that's what you have to do. And if the Bulls can just come at them in waves and guys can, can hold it down – I was Caruso, man. He's um, he's. You know, I talked about it on the pod. You know, my bad. Guys. The full Gold podcast, by the way, which you should subscribe to yeah. and rate. Give it five stars because it's great. Yeah, do what you do what you need to do with it. I appreciate everybody who jumps in. Um, yeah, he's he's you know he's 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 a guy you can't tell my bad to. You can't say my bad to him because of the way he's working and the effort that he's out there giving, you can't all of a sudden just let down when that guy is doing that much out there. He took elbow after elbow from Giannis Antetokounmpo last night. Javante Green took elbow after elbow. Javante, actually, I thought there should have been a flagrant called on one of Giannis's drives to the basket that he actually, Javante actually got called for the foul. And there was a few times last night where you could tell that um, – if Giannis was at all active or aggressive, he was going to get that call. I thought refs were being swayed a little bit by the, the, uh, the emotion and the uh, momentum swings of the game. And I think Giannis got a couple of calls. It, so much so that Javon Carter, you go back to that game, Javon Carter, I believe, in the fourth quarter got called for a foul. On, a, even, on the wing, and he was like, what did he didn't I do? not even touch him. But you know what it was? It was the refereeing group understanding, like, yo, uh, they, they might have a, a legitimate gripe over there on the bull's end. So we, we'll, we'll give him this one. It could be called a foul, but normally it wouldn't be. But, yeah, you're right. Like, those things were happening during that game, and the Bulls didn't lose uh, their poise. And on top of it, like, Zach Levine was important in moments that he had to be important in, you know, the several drives, making sure that, that he stayed aggressive as much as he possibly could. Like, his 20 mattered. And DeMar DeRozan, what can you say, man? A man has been putting on a master class And tough shot making and and the same thing to make you laugh, make you cry sometimes because through some of their stagnant offensive periods, there's a lot of bulls who watch him make tough shots or take tough shots. Um, But for two games, man, the the importance of Nikola Vucevic has been very, very apparent. You've been talking
0: about this on the Full Go podcast, which again, you should subscribe and give five stars to and on NBC Sports Chicago with, with Kendall and Will. Yeah how they go about working the offense through Vooch is really important mm-hmm. and on nights when he actually does he's hitting the three pointers it makes it very easy yeah. is that sustainable for them to play a little bit of outside in with Vooch in versus
2: inside out well i mean he has to the the function in his in this offense for him like they don't have a lot of three point shooters so the same things that you don't want from him, from him, you need from him sometimes because there, there was a lineup out there last night where I believe he and Zach Levine were on the court, and they were the only consistently uh, trustworthy three-point shooters on the court. So in that moment, what are you telling Vooch? Yeah, you're, you're also the only low post threat, but if there's, an, if there's a situation where there's a pick and roll and you don't want to, to have his man come down there with you, then he has to pop out to clear that lane, give you a little bit of space. All right, the pick and roll at the top of the key, or on the wing. Now, all of a sudden, your man is out there hedging and trapping me. So, like, there's a, there, there are some imperfections, and these guys are still, I think, trying to learn where they can insert themselves into the game while making it comfortable for everybody else. And DeMar DeRozan is, meanwhile, like, all right, but while we're doing that, he, I got to... I got to score. Like, I got to get this thing going. So, DeMar and, and 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 Vooch, when they run pick and roll, it's always interesting to me to see uh, what the read is going to be because both guys got to be reading the same thing. And I think more times than not, Vooch is reading that DeMar has to get to that elbow or that mid-post area for him to be effective, whereas I could pop out here or I could put my hand up down here and get the ball uh, down low. But, you know, Vooch – Vooch um, for even his nine for twenty-seven game, like he kept them in that game for for certain portions of it in game one, and then game two, I thought defensively he was as important defensively as he was offensively, and it's not just with guarding a pick and roll, but it's the outstretched arms and and defending without fouling, you know, throughout the season, a lot of guys kept bringing the arms down, you kept getting, you know, not ticky tack fouls, but fouls that just you didn't have to have. Last night, there were several moments where you could tell that the refs were getting ready to let them play in the second half, and all Vooch had to do was be Vooch and be tall. Just be tall. If guys are barreling into you, if, if Brooke Lopez wants to put on 17 moves, you're not a shot blocker. So all you're going to do is get yourself caught in the air and compromise the defense or foul them, let them go to the line. Like, I think the Bulls played themselves uh, not only the best game of the season, but one of those games where – you can replicate it. Like, you knew Pat Connaughton wasn't going to go one for six again. You knew, well, if he was healthy, you knew Chris Middleton wasn't going to have that poor game and again. And he,
0: he clicked on in the third Five quarter, quarters. and it was
2: scary. Yeah, so in the end, I, I think what the Bulls can do uh, and, and replicate is a lot easier than what the Bucks are going to have to do. And and if we just for one moment remove what we saw last year when the Bucks made their run, um, this, this has – this is what the Bucks have looked like over the last three or four years throughout series. There have been ebbs and flows and, and drastic drops in certain series, and they don't have the answers for it. All I know is this: um, Friday is going to be is going to be a big like it's going to be electric. Because I mean, Bulls fans
0: fields. were up in in Pfizer uh, yeah, Forum last yeah. night, and it was it was fun to have that like back and forth going on. Pre-game on NBC Sports Chicago mm-hmm. is at seven
2: uh i think so what time is the game 7 30 tomorrow yeah, yeah seven games seven seven, seven
0: o'clock you yeah. can check out jason goff along with the crew they do a wonderful job they do have my furniture uh, on their set
2: uh, 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 uh. no we have his pieces ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we have we have his pieces it's just one piece boy i tell you but I it's nice you, boy looking like money sounding like money he bring me on with all the pressure in the world you know, because
0: you deliver, you're like Demar.
2: Nah, I'm not like Demar. I am, uh, I am a a homeless man's version of Demar Derozan. Okay. Although, we, although you know what, I will say this: the other day he had a jogging suit on that I bought not too long ago, and I was like, you know what, man? Anytime my style gets questioned, right? I, I, I sit back and I think to myself, you know what? that ain't that bad. I'm, I'm a, I look all right out here. I, I'm making my mom and dad proud out I here would in agree. <laughs> I would
0: agree. When I see Jason Goff on TV, I'm like, man, they gave him some money. Nah, I don't That do man that. Don't has do got that. all no, no, the no, no, money. No, no,
2: no. Talk about, no, no. Let's do this like a month from now. <laughs> a
0: do month this. from now?
2: Hold on. What, what are we in? April? In April? April? Man. June? I mean, June's going to be
0: a monster, Jay. July, August. Do this like. Uh, August? Like right? Yeah. From Bears training camp? Yeah, yeah, see do do where you at?
2: Like. Right before August.
0: All right, fair enough.
2: Yeah, that's when that's when all this he looks like money talk. I think can can come to fruition. Yeah, Do this around August. All right, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now it's just all funny games, right? You know, it's been, it's been uh, this dude. This like I am unnecessarily pumped about this because like I'm a fan, right? Yes, but. Been in this, you know, doing this thing, whatever the, the hell we do, since nineteen and it's, twenty. And it's been old. ugly. Yeah, dude, it's been a long time. The Jimmy Butler trade was a long time ago. It's half a decade ago. Okay? Yes, Jimmy been on three different teams since then, and for years, Bulls fans like myself who have come, gone, come back. I, I quit the Bulls on this station. You remember that I day? I do. You remember that? Yes. Made the Only the Bull song, all that, right? Remember <laughs> the Freestyle. You remember that day? <laughs> right? Like, there's been this, this relationship has been so topsy turvy. So, to get to a point where, yeah, you know, you can. St- Yes, I'm. I'm aware of the six championships that the franchise has won. I was, I was around as a kid for him, loved him, and all that. I was aware of the Derrick Rose years, where there was heights that hadn't been seen individually since Michael Jordan in terms of individual accolades. But that thing went to hell because of injury. Man, you don't know how many of these you're gonna get. I'm just being dead ass serious with everybody. It, like, enjoy what you can now because the offseason is going to be the offseason. and all the worries that you're going to have about the backcourt and the knee issues and all these and the money—that's all going to happen. And Tony LaRusso's lineup, yeah. That's and, how. And, and, and Tony LaRusso's lineup. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of worries out here on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. Well, is J- it afternoon? Yeah. Thursday yes. afternoon. Well, I have to break because do
0: you? yeah, we we're actually well, we like do two segments down. But what? And because then I have to, like, basically, here's what's gonna happen: like, we're gonna break, and then I'm gonna come back in like three minutes and be like, "We'll be back after this." Man. And then Anthony Herron's gonna come in here, and oh, I'm I like, "We're here, stepping man. on on Big Ant's time now."
2: On his time? Yeah. Oh, then we here. Then what, what does that mean? <laughs> we here then? Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hey, man, I worked here for seventeen damn years, sixteen years. You mean to tell me you gonna look me in my face and say that I'm
0: stepping on? Anthony Heron's time. I'm just letting you know that we, we are up against the break. What is the, the break, world coming to? And then you know the the parking lot Like, I Spiegel love Anthony show. Heron as
2: much as anybody else, but damn, I, you see how they do you, Ray? Huh? He just they, you know a, a better looking, you know, well-spoken, <laughs> you know, well spoken, former athlete. Yeah, damn it, I'm gonna do it now. You talking about me tap dancing to hell with you? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna throw out all the all the, all this oh, man I almost. <laughs> <laughs> you over here thinking we had theory right now? Yeah, or just on the pod. Or <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, I need to stop cursing on the air. All right, all right. I'll let y'all do your thing. Big Ant, don't kill me when I walk out there right now. I, you know, I love you, even though you hate to be told that you are loved. Uh L, you already know. And Ray, congratulations, bro. Congratulations, my man. Deservedly so gets that EP job. I'm feeling good today, man. You should. Like it's a beautiful
0: day in the city. The Bulls won. Like you can be outside. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah, me and my son
2: go go walk and get some cupcakes. Oh, man. That sounds great. Something out here, man. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. The day the day is looking up, right? The Bulls got a big game on Friday. Everybody. Understand this too. These bars, these local establishments. I'm getting way too many pictures of the TNT broadcast, all right? So I don't know what y'all used to do when it came to Bulls playoff games, but I know what y'all better start doing. NBC is, Sports Chicago. It's as simple as that.
0: Um, As Jay would say on, on the Full Go podcast, NBC Sports Chicago is the gang.
2: Is the gang. As long as them checks coming, that's who the gang is.
0: So you need to watch the games on there, <laughs> screw what TNT is yeah. doing. You got I the local call. I even told Kenny. Call.
2: I text Kenny. I was like, yo, hey, man. I hate to put a dent in your numbers this weekend, but this is what's happening. And then he told me, I haven't looked at a rating in 20 years, and I said, okay, uh, blessings to you, King. And I hung up the phone because I didn't want no problems.
0: Home team calls on NBC Sports Chicago. Yeah. Jason Goff hosts the Full Go podcast, which is amazing. Subscribe, give it five stars. Happy 421 to you, too, by the way. 421? I am went rocking the cookies yeah, that's uh, today. <laughs> I, I Was it 319? 319, 319
2: we, on the pod, right? But Pia thought it was... She, a month early, she thought it was going to be. 420. And you went along with it, of course. It was a, an opportunity to vibe with your fiance. I mean, who wouldn't? All you know right, man. I mean, like, that
0: makes that? a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah.
2: Support yeah. Jason Goff in all things. Period. Life. Period. Business. Pursuit of happiness. Love. Look at Matt Spiegel, huh? I mean, like this is this is what it's about. Here. Hang, hang on a second. The score is a big loving family. I don't know how to do this. What you talking about, huh? Look at, look at look at the smiles. When I come back, I bring smiles. Okay, the the, the <laughs> cantankerous nature that 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 oh, I'm no, not used to. Anthony's here too. See, this is this is why I love being here because it's like you come back home and you see all your, your cousins and family that you don't want to talk to that you haven't missed really, but you come back and saying what's up. You know, like Spiegel's about to come in here. My, how you've grown. There it is. See, I. I heard that last night. Like this these are the things. Look at Anthony Heron is here. Man, I could not be happier right now.
0: I know, but we are late. Like super I, late. But is 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 it relative I'm, lateness? You know, like when we think about it, are you really having time? Really, are you really having a 420 conversation you know, with me on this 421? Is,
2: this, is, this is the conversation I have every day. You know, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna get out your way, man. I'm gonna get out your way. You guys, you guys look good. Everybody looks like they're moisturized and healthy. It's key. Um, Drink your water. and yeah, Mind your business. Mind your business. I
0: learned that from a golf. Yeah, it's, it's a few. Th- she's the
2: smarter golf, though. All right, go go ahead. Run. Uh, I've been I've been late for 17, 18 years in a row. I don't know why Lawrence <laughs> thought it would stop today. But hopefully I helped out whatever way I could.
0: Yes, you brought up the ratings a full point, I am sure. What's that worth? Well, We'll find out. August. We'll find out. That is Jason Goff. Watch him on NBC Sports Chicago. And support his podcast, The Full Go Podcast. Subscribe, give it five stars. He's an amazing, amazing talent and a good friend. We are going to break for a long time. And then when we come back, we're gonna hear from Matt Spiegel and Anthony Heron here on the score. What? You gonna stay? All right. Well, Jason's gonna stay. We'll be back.